It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And now as the band strikes up with the trumpets, here's Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. Hello, my friend. Another beautiful day out there. Yeah, and not to embarrass you or anything, but you've done your homework, I'm sure. I have, and it's totally, I think the dog ate it. The dog... <laughs> so we're going to go with another story. Oh, my goodness. Well, you, first of all, you were going to discuss with the Indian tribes how yeah. they got their names. Yeah, we, Secondarily, you were going to talk about all the food on the trail, and nothing I've asked you to do has been done, so I guess the only thing I can say is go ahead. All right. Here we go. All right. Now, you think about crossing the plains from the east to the west. Yeah. You had several choices. Yep. You could walk. Yep. Ride a horse, yep. a mule. You could go in a wagon pulled by a horse, uh-huh. mules, oxen. Uh, you could go around the tip of South America uh, by ship. Or you could take a wind wagon. Want to bet? <laughs> well, uh, there weren't a lot of takers. So anyway, 1853, okay, a fellow by the name of Thomas uh, literally sailed his wagon into the town of Can- what is now Kansas City, Missouri. Sailed, a, sailed wagon? a wagon? It didn't take long after the dust settled and the frightened animals were calm for Thomas to convince five of the local capitalists, in other words, guys with money, to invest in his project. Uh-huh. So a fleet was what he was thinking, a fleet of sail-propelled freight wagons that could successfully haul goods to and from Santa Fe. Now, I need to ask a question here. For the listeners, and I know they want me to ask this, Yes, these wagons surely had to have horses for when the wind wasn't blowing. No, just the sail. No horses, and, no mules. And what happens when they came to a cliff? <laughs> We're going to get to a little bit of that. I can imagine. <laughs> anyway, when the first of these proposed uh, freight fleet was ready... Windwagon Thomas, that's what he was called now. Windwagon Wind Thomas. Thomas. He climbed aboard. He was joined by four of his partners. Now, the fifth guy, a little smarter than the rest, a Dr. Parker, decided to observe from his mule. Uh-huh. A good move. Uh-huh. Well, Thomas raised the sail. The wagon moved, and Parker followed at a discreet, safe distance. When the wagon reached high speed, Thomas ignored his passengers' pleas to lower the sail. So as the wagon was pushed on to even faster speeds, Thomas tried to alter his course, and a sudden gust whipped this contraption into a circle. Parker and his mule dashed for safer ground, and the passengers took the opportunity to leap overboard. Thomas rode it out to the last, going down with his ship as it finally shattered against a fence. Now, you open the door for so many questions. <laughs> Number one, uh, what happens if the wind is blowing in the opposite direction of where you need to go? Well, I wondered about that, too, you know. but So we're both on the same yeah, track. Yeah, we were both confused. Okay. But anyway, old Windwagon Thomas, he survived the crash, and he didn't want to press his luck with his... Uh, financial backers so he, he had people actually paying yeah, him to do this well yeah they were going to invest in this this deal to freight wagons oh my but anyway he goodness. ran off and sailed off into oblivion never to be seen uh with Again, the money with the money with the money 
So anyway, wind wagon experiments continued despite the disappointments. One native of Holland rigged a windmill and a belt drive to a wagon. This does not sound good. No. No. But he found that windmills were best left to their conventional application Stationary on position. the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And one experimental wind wagon was turned, uh, it was teamed onto the plane only to be blown away. Um, it was in 1860 that a guy by the name of Samuel Peppard constructed a light wind wagon to carry freight to Colorado. And uh, anyway, uh, Peppard and three companions got going at a pretty good rate, once taking only three hours to go 50 miles. Now, common sense would tell you, Doc, that if people even back 165, 70 years ago, why would they think anything like this would even work? <laughs> you know, I've always heard that it's a lazy man that's going to come up with some invention. Uh-huh. So, but anyway, they were taking off. They were going pretty good, like yeah. travel 50 miles. but 50 miles? Yeah, in three hours. Now, is this all in country without any trees? Pretty flat, yeah. Pretty back flat, in yeah. Kansas, but, I see. And they passed a lot of the slower vehicles on the road, and, you know, as they would do, they'd uh, uh, yell at them and say, yee-haw, you know, and here we go, and try to catch up with us. Well, and, along with the yee-haw, though, how did they steer them? Well, they, they had a... a, a, a a steering thing to turn the wheels. Kind of like a rudder? Yeah, like a rudder, sort of. Yeah, on the on the wheels, to, to turn the front wheels. You're kidding me. No. Oh. Well, anyway, they had nearly completed their journey and were only a short distance from Denver when a treacherous gust of wind picked up the wagon, threw it in the air, smashed it back down to the earth, and so the shipwreck wagon, wind wagon with their sailors were, at this point, trying to hitchhike a ride with all the people they'd laughed at on the way out. And all the gear and everything was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this uh, Sam Peppard. Yeah, right? I can't wait. Yeah. Well, anyway, at his sawmill on Grasshopper River near the Oskaloosa. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Oskaloosa. Kansas Territory. Yep. Well, Sam Peppard built a wind wagon. Now, since the entire country was in the grip of a... These fir- people sound like they ought to work for Obama, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to talk about some of that here coming up. <laughs> anyway, the, there was a drought in 1860, and there were no crops to tend, and the sawmill business was uh, at a standstill, and so a lot of these guys had a lot of time on their hands, so Sam oh, yeah. had the idea of using the only commodity of which there was always an abundance in Kansas, the wind. Mm-hmm. So he was determined to develop a wagon that would race across the prairies with only the aid of a nice breeze. Nice breeze. <laughs> nice breeze. <laughs> I put that in quotes. Well, Pepper's Folly, as it was called, Pepper's was Folly. one of the more gentlemanly names they called this contraption. And if they had so much time on their hands, and they asked why didn't he go to Pike's Peak and get himself a fortune in gold like a lot of others, and Sam had the same idea, but what he didn't tell them was that he wasn't going to depend on oxen or horses to get there. Yeah. So some of the folks who stood this is kind of a side story, okay? I noticed this, this, that. This, some of the folks who stood around to watch belonged to a club called the Lazy Club. The Lazy Club. The Lazy Club, organized at Oskaloosa. Uh-huh. The bylaws of the club declared that it was illegal for any member to be caught with an implement of work like an axe, pitchfork, hoe, shovel. That was the bylaws. And there was a lot of talk about the day Abe Sinnard and Tom Noble lay in the dusty roadside in front of the oncoming stage in a contest to see who was the laziest. 
when the stage was almost upon them, Tom rolled out of the way, but Abe waved suddenly at the team, causing them to swerve and miss him. And when Abe got up and brushed the dust from his clothes, he was declared to be the laziest man in Oskaloosa. These are not real bright people. <laughs> They're not. So, moving on back to Sam. Yeah, I've got to go back to <laughs> yeah, another gotta, real sterling example yeah. of education. This might be a good time to take a break. <laughs> you know, I thought maybe it was 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I got so many questions. Anyway, Minicasha sells. No, they do not sell wind wagons. You can bet on that. Zach Attack and the rest of the folks over there, they're going to help you with all your lumber packages. They're going to help you with all your carpet needs. Oh, and by the way, now is the time, underline that, to upgrade your windows. They've got the Great Western Windows to save on your heating bills this winter. You check it out. Call them at 878-2091 or stop in at 1321 East Main street in burley zach and the rest of the crew oh and the cows are coming off the hill you better check on the tartar farm and ranch gates and panels all that at minicasha sales in burley bringing you mr wind here's dr history all right so sam peppard back to the oskaloosa he didn't take any part in this lazy club and neither did three of his good buddies they joined him in this wind wagon project a guy named Steve Randall was a good man with wood, so he knew how to do the woodworking. A guy named Forbes and a guy named Colden agreed to go along for a while at least. Okay. Now, south of Oskaloosa, it was a level, grassy stretch, just the place to try out this craft. All right, a good stiff breeze was blowing. The morning, the wind wagon made its trial run. There was a gathering of curious onlookers, and not only the local citizenry turned out for this event, but there were also a few transients en route from the east or the west, and those headed east were tired, discouraged, and beaten, and those headed west were bright with hope, but strangers and townspeople all alike, uh, they were kind of skeptical about this whole thing. I've got a question. Okay. Okay. I can see we're on flat surfaces, fairly flat surfaces, that your great story about wind wagons would work if the wind is blowing from west to east as it normally does. But how east are you going to get back home? Or Yeah, west to east. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know... How are you going to get back home? That, that's a good question. Thank you. I'm not even going to answer it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Aren't you picking? Okay, so here we go. We're all standing around looking at uh, Sam and his buddies. He took his place at the tiller. Steve manned the sails, and the other two guys climbed aboard to add ballast <laughs> to the wagon. Human being ballast. <laughs> Human ballast. Yeah. All right. Suddenly the sails bloomed like a powerful cloud. The Kansas breeze straightened, and the wagon leaped into the air. Leaped. Leaped. Sam leaned hard on the tiller, but uh, only briefly. Uh, uh-oh. He picked himself up off the ground minutes later, accounted for the members of his crew, and surveyed the splintered ruin of his wind wagon. It blew apart? It, within minutes. Really? Yeah. Now he's not going to give up. No, okay? absolutely. He's it, smart. No, he is. It took two months for Sam and the boys to make the repairs. There was no, there was no small investment in time, money, and labor in this project. By the time she was ready to sail again in July. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, besides the craft herself, this time there was a cargo of 400 pounds of provisions and ammunition. 400? Yeah. 
And the folk, well, they figured they'd need this on the way, you know. Sure. So folks who thought Sam was foolish the first time knew now he indeed was crazy. Yeah. So there had been some serious uh, rehearsing with the sales, however, and a detailed study of the cause and effect regarding the wind. They actually did a study on this? Yeah, I, I'm wondering about Anyway. Yeah. So specific instructions have been given about the relation of the rope to the canvas and the function of the tiller. So they studied this out. Okay, so here we are. It's July. Uh, the population of Oskaloosa gathered once more to see this, uh, these four young men, and they were due for a surprise. Instead of crashing spectacularly as it had before, the little craft sails caught the breeze, and Pepper's Folly rolled smartly out of sight in a northwesterly direction. So they were gone. They were headed out. Oh, my. Uh, but it gets better. Oh, I bet it does. <laughs> So, anyway, there's no man left today who can describe the thrills of that journey. There's no one left to describe the sensation of rolling over the buffalo grass and passing the teams of gold seekers traveling west, uh, calling out things like, hey, get a ship, you know. Get a what? <laughs> a ship. Uh, please be very articulate on my program. Uh, so, uh, you know, so, so anyway, we'll move ahead here. Please. All right. Here we are. It's noon, the fifth day. Sam sighted an ominous cloud of dust in the distance. Looky there, yelled Peppard. Three pairs of eyes followed his finger and Indians. Oh. oh. Now, this is something they hadn't planned on. What, the Indians? The Indians. They hadn't planned on a wind wagon. They hadn't. No. So they said, if they catch up to this uh, with us, we'll never get to Denver, obviously. Uh-huh. Okay. So one passenger said, you know, there are times when I kind of wished we had something to pull us besides the wind. Oh, my uh, goodness. A, a, now a, it hits them. Brilliant observation. Yeah. So anyway, Sam says, now see here, said the wind is going about 25 miles an hour, and I've got the brake partly on, and the wind, you know, everything's going good. Yeah. We've been traveling slow. If I want to, I could let go, and we'd put out a pretty good reach between us and the Indians. Absolutely. Uh, you know, pretty, anyway. Setting so, bulls left yeah, in a sitting in position. The so, yeah. anyway, so he tightened the ropes that held the cargo in place, uh, testing the straps, make sure everything was good and solid. Okay. And anyway, the Indians topped a rise in the, in the distance, and uh, uh, from, uh, they kept watching, and uh, they saw the Indians kind of like you would sit up on your horse to look at something yeah. and say, what is that? Pay attention. That's what the Indians did. They said, yeah. what is this? Anyway, so I they, can hear the conversation. <laughs> White man, very dumb. <laughs> yeah, what is this? So anyway, they took off. The Indians racing after him. And, the Indians were chasing the wind yeah, wagon? Yep, yep. So uh, take it easy, old Sam said. He said, we can outrun him. I'll give her a little more canvas. A little more canvas. <laughs> so uh, his words were scarcely spoken when uh, there was a bad sound. Oh, this And the wagon jumped forward. Uh-oh. The brake. The bolt was gone. Uh-oh. They didn't have the brake, okay? So they, he said, jump off. And so they jumped off, and they each grabbed a wheel. Now, well, stop. Dr. History, you've got to give me time. Okay. This is moving, right? Right. Okay, it's blowing across the prairie. Right. At what kind of speed? Uh, maybe 25 miles an 25 hour. 25 miles an hour. And then this idiot, this nincompoop says, grab a wheel? Jump off and everybody grab a wheel. This does not sound very smart. <laughs> well, they got to stop. Uh, they stopped they, it? They stopped it. You ever seen a human being go, <laughs> Well, that's what goes through my mind. So anyway, old Sam said, well, give me that rope, and I'm going to fix this brake. So he tied things and got it fixed, one thing or another, and he said, okay, I think we got it. Get in. Let's go. So the crew was aboard, and the sail loosed a little, and the race was on again. Race. Here, here they go. Wait, wait, wait. While they're fixing this thing, what are the Indians doing? They, they must have been quite a ways away. 
Oh. To get there, okay? So anyway, the crew in the wind wagon held tight. They manned their sails. They worked the tiller gently, and they pre- uh, played the piece of rope out, holding the brake, and hoped that it wouldn't break or fray. And Well, Sam Peppard declared years later in his journal, I've never seen anything like it. Those Indians could really ride, and their horses were the best. Finally, though, we outdistanced them all but one, a brave guy on a little gray mare. He stayed with us, and that little old mare was just running her heart out. And more for the sake of the mayor than anything else, he applied the brake to kind of slow down. As, but the Indians never did catch him. Uh-huh. So with only 50 miles between them and Denver City, the crew relaxed a little bit and speculated a bit on the triumph it would be to cruise down the streets of that western town. 50 miles was not so far when the land was kind of like a turnpike, I guess, seated in grass. And, you know, the wind turned the wheels of the craft. Just it was, everything was going good. Oh, my goodness. Now you got to figure something's coming. Oh, the okay. way you're telling it, it's got to. <laughs> well, maybe that's why Sam failed to see a dust devil. Oh, you know what a dust devil is. Yeah. You've seen those. And they had countered dozens of them before and knew that uh, they had only, uh, uh, didn't really do much, okay? Yeah. And and they went past. But this time, though, the whirlwind was upon them before they realized it. This is a big dude. Not good. Yeah. When Sam pulled the rope on the brake, it got caught in a pulley. It broke. Suddenly, the craft was at the mercy of the whirling wind. We're in trouble. It's bad. The crewmen picked themselves up off the ground and for the second time in their sailing career and surveyed the damage to the wind wagon. This time, it was beyond repair. Oh, my goodness. So, the dryland sailors had some hitchhiking to do. Uh, begging forgiveness of those coming behind them that they had laughed at. And the Indians were still on the hill going, (laughs) white man dumb. He's dumb. We don't want to go anywhere near him. (laughs) Anyway, old Sam Peppard, he got back home to Oskaloosa in time for his 27th birthday. And I guess he smartened up. It says that he was content. And deep in his heart, he carried the triumphant feeling of a man when he skimmed swiftly over the earth. You know, Dr. History, if you wouldn't have had that uh, paper in front of you with the picture of a wind wagon, I'd have thought that you had really flipped your cookies. Well, um, this is not normal for you to have stories about crazy people. <laughs> and, you know, when I first read this, I thought of a like a ship with one... Uh, That's what it looked like. Yeah. It had a big mast in front and a smaller uh, kind of a uh, canvas in the back. Yeah, so like two masts. Let me see that again. And then he's got in this picture, there's one, two, three, four, four people. And the guy sitting in front really is a stupid one, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to get to the wreck quicker than the ones in back. Okay, now let me show you another picture. Okay, all right. And you're going to have to describe this to everybody. Yeah, okay. That only has one sail. Oh, my. But, again, it looks a little... A little scary. No, you're wrong on your verbiage. It looks very scary. It does. <laughs> now, they actually thought that would work about the rock. What about the rocks? Well, and like you said, the little gullies, the, the little gullies. Didn't they think about this? Well, evidently not. Maybe they thought they could just go as far as Denver. Well, wait a minute. Denver, the mile-high city, what does that tell you? Well, yeah. You can't go uphill. No. I mean, these people are not stupid people. I mean, no. our pioneers were very, very smart. But when you think about a how did they steer it? Well, they had that little tiller thing, kind of yeah. like you would on a 
and it must have turned the the front wheels not very a little good, bit. and they had to be hard, yeah, to turn that even to work that tiller. And so they all got in there, and they were at the mercy of the wind. Yeah, but they did. Some of these did go home far, fifty miles. Yeah, quite a ways. Some really? of them were successful, and I guess that's why others figured, well, let's give it a try. Now here you go. You got four grown men sitting inside this wind wagon, and this guy's got a smile on his face. Yeah, but that's the artist's <laughs> conception, and and you're, they're going across the prairie. Well, you know as well as I do, there's big rocks, there's holes, there's everything in the prairie. What do you do? Do you, The guy in front all of a sudden tries to navigate in between those? Uh, maybe you got some guy out in front watching and says, hey, hit to the left or hit to the right. The Indians were right. <laughs> White man dumb. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a pass on not having the tribes of the Indians and also the meals of the cowboys because that story, that's even beyond belief. And yeah. this is really true. Yeah. It is. Really? I mean, I it's. I don't think anybody's ever heard of this. That I, you know, I'd never heard of it before I started oh, doing some research. Oh. Well, you know, like if it was on a flat surface, like an interstate or something. I mean, yeah, maybe it would yeah. work, but I wouldn't want to go sailing across the prairie. Well, one other guy uh, had it along. Uh, his was called a Terra Terra Aquis wagon. A Terra Aquis. Yeah, Aquis referring to water. Oh. And he sailed. What did he do with the water? Well, he sailed along the beach, and he had a bunch of people in his wagon, and then he headed out into the water, and he didn't had forgotten to tell the people that this thing would float. So they're out in the water, in the ocean, just a little ways, and everybody's jumping to one side to get out of the wagon, and it tips over, and anyway, his didn't turn out so good. So he was like the first Titanic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy smokes. Where do you come up with this stuff? Oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> do you realize what the people in China are thinking about this right now? Dumb Americans. <laughs> Dumb white men. <laughs> What are you going to talk about next week? That's a good question. That's I why I gonna, asked. I think it's going to be stuff about uh, a guy that grew up in Malta or showed up over in the oh, Raft River okay. area. Okay, all right. So. Oh, Gary, i got to tell you, that was... Ken. That was. Oh, what did I say? Gary. He, yeah, Gary oh, Shoresman Gary. fills yes. in sometimes, doesn't right. he? Right. Yeah. Your name is Ken, isn't it? <laughs> Usually. Okay. I've enjoyed the program. Doctor History brought to you by Minicasha Sales, thirteen twenty one East Main Street in Burley. I still can't believe these guys were grown adults and would get into a wagon, a wind wagon going across the prairie. This blows my mind. It did theirs too. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, some of our bottles can be remade in a whole new way, using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles using no new plastic, except the caps and labels. Learn more at madetoberemade.org.